The BC government says more renters in BC will be protected through the creation of a new $500 million rental protection fund. Uh, BC Premier David Eby, along with his housing minister, made the announcement this morning saying the government's actions will make a big difference for thousands of renters in communities across the province. This fund is going to preserve affordable housing for renters across BC for many years to come. It will provide one-time capital grants to nonprofit housing organizations to purchase affordable rental buildings and co-ops that are listed for sale. This will protect renters living there now and safeguard that affordable housing for the long term. That was Premier David Eby, who is, of course, joined by BC's Minister of Housing, Ravi Kela, who uh, is joining us now. Minister, thank you for speaking to us today. Uh, hey, Jazz. Thanks for having me. So walk me through this. Why is this needed? Does the present system, including you know uh, funding BC Housing, uh, involvement of the private sector, how does this improve things or at the very least address issues that you think have been a challenge uh, for the nonprofit sector? Well, most people, Jazz, are shocked to hear that in the last 25 years, we've lost 97,000 purpose-built rentals across the province, and that's a massive loss. And so in the last few years in particular, we've seen some really positive signs. Uh, last year, we were just about 13,000 new rental purpose, uh, purpose-built rental starts. Uh, this year, we're at over 14,000. So the trend line is great. And just in context, well, 10 years ago, it was about 2,000 a year. So we're starting to see a good trend line. But when you're building purpose-built rental, and at the same time, you're losing rentals because buildings are getting older and people are deciding instead of having them as rentals, we're going to you know, sell them on the market. Uh, you're actually not really getting ahead. And so today's announcement, the $500 million, was to partner with the not-for-profit societies to buy buildings that are perhaps go up for sale so that we can protect them and keep the rates of rents low for renters. And I think it's, uh, it's something they've been calling for for the last seven years, and, uh, and obviously they were delighted to hear the news uh, Premier Eby made today. Um, can these nonprofits with this fund actually compete against the private sector when bidding for some of these, um, uh, these properties? Uh, certainly. Uh, you know, the, the same decision-making that they're making are the same things that some of the companies are going to bid uh, are, are making, which is you want to make sure that you're buying the deal at an appropriate value for the rents you're going to charge. The difference is the not-for-profit sector folks are not trying to make a profit out of it. So they've got a, a particular margin that they can play with. But, you know, the building where we made the announcement was a classic example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a year ago, the government stepped in uh, as a one-off to help uh, the uh, tenants in that situation. There was 400 people that were about to get evicted because the building was going to be sold. Province gave some money. We were able to secure the building. 400 people got to keep their places, and we got to keep it in an affordable uh, in an affordable way through the co-ops association. So the model works. Uh, it won't work for every building that comes on sale. Some of the units will be uh, so expensive that you know we won't be able to have affordable rental units available. The private sector will just take them. But some types of buildings, it will work, and that's what the fund is about. And, and this is a, a one-time grant. It's a one-time uh, $500 million grant. Uh, and again, uh, what was highlighted in the, in the announcement today from uh, the leaders of the not for, uh, BC Not-for-Profit Housing Society uh, was that they also are hearing already from, privates, uh, from lenders, from uh, other funds that are similar, that they can find ways to partnership 
uh, build partnerships. So I suspect that half a billion dollars will become a lot more now that they can leverage it off this. Now, there has been significant talk over the last couple of years of private equity firms, pension funds, and rates are real estate investment funds gobbling up um, uh, rental properties as an investment strategy simply because uh, they offer decent returns for their investors and long-term returns. Do you think there is still room for these types of funds and trusts uh, to help uh, in the building and preservation of the rental rentals in our city, in our province, or do you view these uh, funds, uh, these rates and pension funds as predatory? Well, you know, the national housing strategy clearly laid out the challenge we have with REITs in particular, uh, where money is being pooled in and, uh, and properties are being bought. Uh, often uh, the tenants are being evicted so they can charge higher rates. And so there are some serious challenges in that. The federal government has acknowledged that, and we have to take action here as well to address that because, you know, housing needs to be uh, for housing. Uh, and, and when you have a, a system that's set up that's just looking at the profit margins and not thinking about the people, we're starting to be left in situations where we have these challenges. So the, the fund we've announced allows the not-for-profit sector to get in the game. And what we've also seen, Jazz, uh, which is a benefit from this, and we've heard clearly from them, is as these not-for-profit uh, um, properties also increase in value, they can take that equity and actually either put on more units or, in some cases, make other investments to bring more affordable units online. And so, you know, really it's an important piece for our overall housing strategy, but we've got a lot more work to do. Uh, Is there any consideration uh, by your government of a potential law that would ensure first right of refusal to give nonprofits first dibs on, on purchases? Would you be, would the NDP be considering that? Uh, we're certainly considering that. We're considering a whole host of other things as well. Uh, Premier Eby signaled that today in the press conference as well. But we know Quebec has done that and done it successfully. Uh, and so, yes, we are considering that. Uh, but we're going to be launching a refresh housing strategy in the coming months. And in that, you'll see a whole host of initiatives. Uh, again, Premier Eby has got a very, very ambitious plan uh, to take on the housing challenge. And we'll be able to lay out some of those actions uh, in, in the coming months. Do you think this will deter the private sector, though, if you are considering um, a law uh, policy that would uh, ensure first right of refusal to give to nonprofits uh, in regards to these purchases? Um, I'm just trying to understand this. I mean, I think there's a role, some would argue, for the private sector to build rentals uh, and to build housing, a significant role, many would argue. Uh, is there a role for the private sector, or do you think this is a case where um, you actually need to uh, you know, give nonprofits the first right of refusal when it comes to purchases? Well, there definitely is a role for the private sector in building rentals. I mean, uh, you know, the 14,000 units that are coming online, I would say, you know, well over 80% of those are private sector. And so, and that's a good thing. Uh, what we're saying is if a building is coming up for sale uh, and it comes on the market and we've got either REITs on one side or somebody who wants to come tear it down and, and build uh, condos for sale, we want to find ways to preserve it. And so that's what the fund is ultimately about, Jazz. It's about existing buildings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have landlords that let the building kind of fall into disrepair, thinking, hey, I'll tear it down and, and sell the condos off. Now we have the ability through the not-for-profit side, get in there, spend some money, fix the building up, keep rents low, so that people who are making 
you know, less than $25 an hour have a place to live in our communities. And so, uh, again, I'm excited about the announcement. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the great investments that, that, that uh, the not-for-profits folks will be able to make from it. The final question. So we're, we're going to get a lot more housing announcements, I'm, I'm suspecting, over the next uh, two to three months uh, from you and from the Premier. Uh, you know, uh, again, the Premier has made it clear housing is one of his top priorities, and I'm actually really grateful for it. Uh, of course, I've got the uh, the responsibility to try to keep up with his pace, uh, but I'm up to it. And so you'll be hearing a lot more things on housing in not only the coming weeks, months, uh, months ahead, because it's going to require a lot of work, which, you know, as you know, Jazz, very well. The housing situation, it's not uh, one thing will fix it all. It's going to require a whole host of things happening at the same time. Public uh, um, uh, public investments, private investments, and the not-for-profit sector. And, and that's what today's thing was about. It was an announcement on helping the not-for-profit sector uh, help address some of the challenges in the housing sector. Uh, Minister, thank you for your time today. I look forward to chatting with you in the future. Anytime, Jazz. Thanks for having me. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.